I wanted to start this conference by sharing a little bit about why this theme. How did we get it? How did we get there? Why did we choose this? What was the? Uh, I mean, uh, what's the thought behind it? So that you are all kind of on the same page about it. Um, so the the theme, as you can see on the screen behind me, risk, ministry, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's, um, well, hopefully it's provoking to say the least. Let me see if I can get to my first slide from here. Jesus at some point shares this provoking uh, response with us through the Gospels when he uh, was challenged by people, okay, prove to us that you are the Messiah. And then he says, a wicked and adulterous generation looks for, si for a sign, but none will be given except the sign of Jonah. And that's the title of my little first introduction speech to you, the sign of Jonah. What's the sign of Jonah? Now, I think you all know the story pretty well. Um, it starts like this, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach but Jonah ran away. You don't see it there? Hey. Oh. <laughs> I see it there, but I don't see it here. Is it there now? It was there before, and now it's gone. Oh, the beamer stopped. Anyway, just listen. I'll explain it all to you, and it will come back. They're working on it. <clears throat> so, um, well, you all know the story. Jonah, um, he ran away from the Lord. He, he heard the Lord call him, and then he packed his back and ran the other way. Rather than east, he went west. He, he went to the coast, uh, booked a boat, sailed off to get as far away from this call as could be. Why would Jonah do that? When the Lord calls him to do that, to, to go to Nineveh and preach, why would he choose to do this? He's a prophet. He knows the Lord. <clears throat> well, Nineveh is a, a scary city uh, in every respect. Everything we know about it now is they were the oppressors. They were the conquerors of Israel. They were a fierce people. They were bloody in, in every respect. We've We've seen excavations now of the city of Nineveh where on the walls of the city uh, are portraits of what these conquerors would do with their victims. And it's, I'm not even going to describe it to you because it will stick on, I mean, it's like paint, saying don't think of a pink elephant and, and the next thing you know you, you, you can't think of anything else. So I'm not going to paint those pictures for you, but they were really, really gruesome. Um, and Jonah knew these people from the oppression of Israel. And just imagine, uh, during the time of the, world, our, the, the, the Second Great War, if, if any one of you would have been called, if you would, would have been living there, go to Berlin and tell Hitler, you know, what Jonah had to tell the Ninevites, that the Lord would turn the city upside down in three days. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit hard to process. Oh, we have the image. Good, good. So Jonah went the other way. And then the sign of Jonah, of course, is that Jonah was captured, more or less, uh, by the Lord, stopped in his tracks. Um, he ended up in the water. 
He ended up in the belly of a fish and was brought back safely to the shore of Israel. And the Lord called him again and sent him again. Now, the sign of Jonah, if biblically correct interpretation, uh, when Jesus used that, the sign of Jonah is the son of man, Jesus, dying on the cross, being invisible for a period of three, and then returning to us. That's the sign that Jesus was speaking of. But I'm going to, this is not liberal theology. <laughs> it's, it's, it's um, how do I express that properly? It's, <clears throat> I think what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us that just as Jesus was a sign to the world, he's now going to make us a sign to the world. I think that what the Lord is trying to say to not just us as the vineyard, but the church is you are now going to be the sign of Jonah to this generation. Because this generation, maybe, I don't know how you feel about this world today, this generation, but it's, sometimes I have similar feelings. I read this book recently called Truman, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. He explains all the way from uh, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, Nietzsche, uh, Darwin, Marx, Freud, all the way up to present day, how did our modern mind develop? And how did we end up where we are right now? And it's, it's a fascinating book. It's a hefty read. He also created a summary book, which is more, it's, it's an easier read. But basically what he says, modern men are suffering from cultural amnesia. They are trapped in expressive individualism, individualism and living in the therapeutic age. Now, you've probably run into something like that. Um, basically, the core of what we are talking to, the people that we are talking to around us often is, God is dead, we killed him, and so now we're God, because if you can kill a God, then you must be a God, at least. That's what Nietzsche explained to us. And um, the self is plastic, which means plastic in English is like, it's like clay. You can create reality. So um, even as far as gender if you decide that you're not the gender that your body tells you you would be, you just change it. Everything is plastic. You create who you are. You create what truth is, what the world is, etc. So that means truth is relative. All truth is relative. Um, it's true when you say it's true. And for that's your truth. And it doesn't necessarily have to be my truth. And that means most news is fake because it's their truth. And you, you have to decide for yourself if you think that's true or not. So if the earth is round or not, that's up to you, not up to scientists. So, well, you get my drift. And free speech is now, can easily become hateful bigotry if I would tell anyone that my truth is the true truth. Because that would take away your space to be who you are, you know, to express yourself. Uh, um, individ expressive individualism is kind of like the highest norm. Now, I don't know if you feel like that, but to me, this is Nineveh today. If I would go and preach the gospel the way it's written in the gospel, just like that, I would get in real, could get in real trouble. You could get into real trouble. And even if I wouldn't, if people would just shake their, sh would, you know, shrub the shoulders, or why do you say that? Uh, shrug, shrug. <laughs> and um, just, just, you know, walk past. Then still, how am I ever going to convince these people? 
And I think what Jesus is telling us, okay, the way that you will be to this generation is you will be the sign of Jonah. So what does that mean? First of all, it means that we need to be aware that this is what the gospel tells us, what the truth is. No one can say Jesus is Lord or will say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. It's, it, it never was and it never will be my um, eloquent preaching or explanation of the gospel. Even when I thought it was, it was still the Holy Spirit explaining and convincing people that he was Lord. So we are called to work with the Holy Spirit. And it's very important for us to realize that um, that conviction is not a conviction that starts here for most people. It doesn't even start here in the heart, uh, in the soul. It starts in the spirit. The spirit testifying with their spirit that they are called to be children of the living God. And so we need to become really, really good at working with what the Holy Spirit is doing, joining in in what the Holy Spirit is doing. And Jesus challenges us. I mean, this is, if you read this, this is crazy what he says. He says, as you go, proclaim the kingdom of heaven has come, has come near, and then heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy and all other seas, cancer and whatever, COVID, and drive out demons. It's, it's almost like Jesus is saying to you and to me, now you be me to them. Do exactly what I did. And he even at some point says, you'll do greater things than these. Uh, because I'm going to the Father and the rest is up to you. So, um, I don't know what that does to you, but it's, it's, um, this is Gary Best's uh, reaction. Gary Best, I don't know, some of you may know him. He wrote the little booklet, great booklet, Naturally Supernatural. After he heard John Wimber preach, he supposedly said this. It's like Jesus asking you to jump off the high board in a swimming pool, in an empty swimming pool, and saying, come on, jump, I'll fill it. But not before you jump. And that's the way... Um, well, it feels to me sometimes, because it's not my power, it's not my authority that's going to do any of those things that Jesus commanded us to do, and neither the miracles nor the conviction. It's the Holy Spirit. So I have no real um, control. I, I don't have the, 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 the control stick in my hands, the remote or anything. All you and I have is faith to go and do what Jesus says, preach tell them that they are called to become sons and daughters of the living God. And then ask the Holy Spirit to come and conv convince and touch and explain. And, and then do these things that Jesus told us. Well, Wimber always had a sense of humor. This was, I'm not sure if this was his reply to Gary, but this is his reply in general. If it doesn't scare the hell out of you, how are you going to get to heaven? So basically, he's considering... Our ministry is, you know, a tool for the Lord to sanctify us, to teach us the real thing. Now, <clears throat> I just want to, at the beginning of this conference, give you a, a kind of like a, a four-step um, approach to anything you learn during this conference as you go out and 
learn and exercise being who you are called to be. Um, uh, it's like we have the five-step prayer model in the vineyard. This is the four-step mission model, okay? This is hopefully what you will do. It's, it's called RISK. Wimber came up with this. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. But um, I always thought it was, what is it called an anagram in English, uh, where every letter is the first letter of a word? Acronym. But uh, um, it looks like it is, but I, everyone I've asked, um, nobody knows if Wimber ever did the acronym of it. So I took the liberty of doing it f for all of us. Um, and if you ever find, the, you know, the, the, another one that, remember this one, okay? <laughs> this, these are your marching orders. First letter, R. First of all, it, it all starts with reaching out. Reaching out to people, but before you do anything, remember the cross. The, reaching out to people is the, is the horizontal pole of the uh, horizontal beam of the cross. But the horizontal beam is not on the ground, it's on the vertical beam. So it doesn't start with the horizontal, it starts with the vertical. Reach out to heaven, reach out to God. That's the first thing you do. Holy Spirit, what are you doing? Holy, Lord God, here I am. I want, I want to be available. Um, please talk to me, tell me. Where do I start? How do I start? And then reach out and touch. Whoever is, you know, like if you stand like this and then just turn around, uh, make a circle, Whoever your hands could touch, that's your mission field. In the, in the metro, or at school, in the cantina, anywhere. Just, if, you, if you're wondering who am I supposed to reach, that's the way you, you'll figure it out. And then start asking, Holy Spirit, okay, these are the people that are around me now. What can I do? What, what's, what's your plan? That's the first one. Reach out. The second one, involve heaven. <clears throat> you know, the first, Jesus taught us to pray. And like I said, first reach out to heaven. Then what do you pray? Your name, uh, our Father who, are in heaven, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. May it be here now in this instant to these people on earth as it is in heaven. So I need a gift of revelation now, Lord. I need to know how to start, what to do. What's the first word? What's the first sentence? Is it, okay, do I need to tell a person that you love them? Okay, that's what I'll do. And as I go, you'll fill it up. You'll, you'll add. You'll lead me. So involve heaven. Don't, don't think you can do this by yourself. It's, it's the Holy Spirit that convinces and convicts. And then, this is an, an interesting one. Study the word. You know, Jesus just told us, you be who I am to them. You drive out the demons. You heal. I mean, he even said, raise the dead. I, I've never done it. Um, I, I've tried a little bit, but <laughs> so far, you know, if, if, if it will be like Wimber said, the first 500 are hard. <laughs> then <laughs> I have a long way to go. But the point is of this, if you read the Gospels, if you read the, the, the book of Acts, you'll see many heroes in the faith who were on the same road. You can learn from their experience. So study it, read it, and learn. How did Jesus do it? What did he say when he encountered a demon? Very long sentences? No, he said one word, go. That's it. 
So in my case, I need to add, go in the name of Jesus. And that's, not, that's, the, that's, the, that's the, the scriptures. That's, that's what's, what it says there. So study the word. Learn from it so you can follow the example. And last one, keep at it. Don't quit after one or two, you know, crash and burns maybe. Um, if people reject what, you're, what you have to say, uh, then you can still, as long as they don't say no, you can intercede, even if they don't receive yet. You can plead for them. You have an open, open access to the throne of heaven. You can ask Holy Spirit, please, please, please come. And this person, okay, speak to their heart, speak to their spirit as I try to reach, reach out to them. Um, but, and if they say no, then the scripture is very clear. Move on, next person. Uh, it's, that's up to them. But don't stop. Don't stop doing it. If, if the first person you try to reach out to next week says no, don't think you're a failure. No, no, no. They're failing to listen, but you're not a failure. You're called to, to move on to the next person and to, to be representative of Jesus. So here's the acronym in full, glory. <laughs> this is the sign of Jonah that you and I are called to be. Jesus died and was resurrected in order to, 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 to bring the church into the world as a testimony of the love of the Father. And so um, this is, has everything to do with that original sign of Jonah. Now, <clears throat> you all got it? You all took a photograph? You, you won't forget? This is what I want to end with, and then I'm going to hand over to Taryn. Um, Maybe you've already heard of it, but you will hear of it because I'm going to pester you with it probably over the next uh, year or so and, and, and after. In um, 2023, um, there will be the, the kickoff in Amsterdam of something called Empower 21. What Empower 21 is, is a crazy idea. Some Pentecostals, I mean, these Pentecostals. You know what they thought? In 2033, it's 2,000 years since Pentecost. How about if the next 10 years we try to reach everyone on earth with at least one real encounter with Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit? That's, what, that's their idea. And they say God gave it to them. And they're inviting everyone in. They're not saying we're going we're gonna to hire every big stadium in the world. We're going to do big crusades. No, when they prayed about it, they heard the Holy Spirit say, call everyone to reach everyone. So basically their vision is to, re to tell us, to invite every one of us into this, this challenge. Let's try to reach every Belgian person, every Luxembourg person, every Dutch person, at least once in the next 10 years. So how many people in Belgium right now? 15 million? 11 million, 17 plus million in the Netherlands and 40 in Luxembourg. That's easy. <laughs> I don't know how many exactly in Luxembourg. But just imagine, that's, that's not that's something Vineyard's going to do. That's something we all are called to do. Every church, every Christian, everyone who is, who is a follower of Jesus. So how can we not talk about this? How can I not talk about this? 
Um, but the way to do it, that's what I really like about the, this idea of these Pentecostals, is that the, the, they really, they, they say it's not about preaching, writing the best book or the best tract or whatever. It's about a, an encounter with the Lord Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. So basically in the whole, in the vision statement, it already says it's not us, it's the Holy Spirit and we're working with him. That's risk. That's the sign of Jonah that we're called to be. So um, I'm, I'm praying that the Lord will give me another two decades to be witness of this at least. <laughs> and as long as the Lord gives me that, I'm going to talk to you about that. I'm going to invite you into that. And we're going to try and learn to be those people of the Holy Spirit that whenever they encounter you, they'll encounter the sign of Jonah, which basically means they'll encounter people with an open connection to the throne, with a real uh, working relationship with the Holy Spirit, who, as they talk to other people, uh, create this moment where the, the Holy Spirit comes, where the Holy Spirit ministers and where their lives are touched. And if they accept that, they'll come to Jesus. If they don't, it's up to them. They will move on to the next person. Are you in? Because we need every one of you. Not just a couple of you, but every one of you. And I know, I mean, that's why I started with Jonah. He was scared. He ran away from it. And there's times when you might feel like that. I'm, oh, I'm, oh my goodness, no. I'm not just scared of these people. I'm also what is the Holy Spirit going to do? I don't even know if I can do that. I don't, I'm not too acquainted with them yet. That's why we need each other to, to really together learn and be in this and share experience and share testimonies and share not just of our successes, but also of our, you know, learning experiences. So let's meet, let's keep meeting, let's keep encouraging each other like we do this weekend. And that's why we also brought the Scots, but uh, the Scottish people, because I think they're a little bit ahead of us, and we can learn from their experience. So, Taryn, may I invite you? Is this good enough? Yeah, that's good. 